Hey folks, and welcome to Therefore I Geek episode 114. I'm the dude. I'm Andrew. And we have a special guest because Tracy is out exploring the magical land of Ireland. Everyone, please welcome to the podcast, Jeff Davis. How you doing? I'm alive. You're alive. Jeff is coming to us from the great state of Texas in probably yeah. the smallest broom closet in that state. It's, it's Yeah, that sounds about right. They do say everything's bigger in Texas, though, so. I mean, relatively. Except where Jeff to... is apparently talking to us from. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so today on the podcast, we're going to be covering Judge Dredd is going to be made into a television series. Google has proved movies are sexist. We've got some casting news. Johnny Depp apparently is a big turd and will spend half a billion dollars without really batting an eye and we are going to run down the summer movies of 2017 because it is about that time and we'll probably cap it all off with some box office news because uh king arthur fell apart at the box office i was actually going to go see that today but instead chose to watch power rangers space the episode where they cross over with teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> That so, sounds like a better choice. I would have yeah, with that. I, 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 from what I hear, it's good. Like, the King Arthur movie is not that bad. But, yeah, I yeah. didn't really I guess care. it's like the people Wolf. who saw it. I'm looking, yeah, at the, the, I'm looking at the numbers. Good God. It was like oh, 18 yeah. million? 14. Jesus. Of, oh. of, a, of a $700 million. So let's just get... 700 back. million? I'm sorry. A, a, what, <laughs> a one $175 million movie, right? Let's yeah. just do... Let's sorry, We're doing it right now. Let's just Fuck do it, the yeah. box office stuff. So yeah. last week, we covered Guardians of the Galaxy. We kind of talked about it. And Andrew made a prediction that May is kind of sparse when it comes to big movies and that Guardians Volume 2 would be on top of the box office probably about three weeks up until maybe Alien Covenant. If not, it'd probably get knocked off by Wonder Woman. And Guy Ritchie's new movie, King Arthur, does it have like a cute subtitle or is it just King Arthur? King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Yeah, okay, yeah, stupid. It's something so dumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a $175 million budgeted feature that barely made $15 million over three days and came in third behind Guardians and Amy Schumer's new movie with the resurrected corpse of Goldie Hawn. Andrew, you kind of predicted this. Let's start with you. Just a quick reaction to the weekend movies. I mean, I thought it was going to be bad. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. $14 million for $170 like, like, that is just a square kick in the dick. <laughs> Here's the thing is, I'm not surprised by it. I'm surprised think... it's that bad. I was expecting, like, maybe $20, 25000000 Like, I was expecting I, bad, but not 14 bad. I have this theory. Fantasy movies don't do well in theaters. I really think Lord of the Rings was, like, a one-time thing. My reasoning behind it is just because fantasy is so gay. And I don't mean that, like, in a, in a mean sense. I mean, just when you think... Think of the stereotypical glitter, foo-fooiness, over the, the top. It's just, it's so gay. Try to like add the Guy Ritchie macho-ness to it. And yeah, I that sort of fast, kinetic, like, right. take to it. But like, Guy Ritchie... I really just want him to go back to making crime thrillers. I don't know. I mean, like, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The only thing I liked he did was Sherlock Holmes. I, I liked Locked Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. So many people <laughs> like Locked Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. And like, I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was overrated. I'll, I'll, I, I can understand that. I just don't understand how this guy keeps being allowed to make movies like this, especially with a $175 million budget. This didn't even do Ghost in the Shell bad. This was worse than Ghost in the Shell's yeah. take. Which sucks. I really like to ghost on the show. Part of me wants shame. to go see King Arthur just to see, like, where did $175 million go in this thing? I, I think it that. went into Charlie Hunnam's uh, Coke uh, deposit. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Speaking of kind of high-octane stuff, Judge Dredd yes. is going to be made into a television series, and this is coming to us from entertainment weekly i guess what's notable about this one is that this dread series is going to be the brainchild of the people who brought us the 2012 judge dread film also kind of a dud when it came out but surprisingly has sparked kind of a cult following i've run across a plenty of people who really enjoyed it me as a child of the 90s still love the stallone one and i always found the 2012 surprisingly low energy but i am actually optimistic that we're we could get a decent series out of this one let's start jeff what do you think i'm nervous about it and the reason is because is i really did enjoy like my love for the 90s one is as about as much as my love is for the room it's awful <laughs> but at least it had some heart to it and it was energetic i really loved the recent one was you say 2012 is when it came out right with carl with carl urban right. it was very loyal to the source material and they got the characters right it was just devoid of any sort of positivity i guess is a good way of saying it. I would argue that it's 
it's my same problem I had with the uh, Batman versus Superman. It was just too dour. Mm. Like it, it needed some levity to it, and it didn't really have that. Although I did like seeing what's his name, Brendan Gleeson's son, just with uh, crack teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did like crazy Lena Henny. Uh, yes, she was also great. Andrew, I do remember you enjoying the 2012, kind of for the same reasons that it was. It undoubtedly was loyal to the source material. So how do you feel about this? I think it's got potential. You know, I mean, we'll kind of have to see. Like I said, there were certainly some issues with the the 2012, but it wasn't bad. I also think it kind of kicked off a little bit more of an American awareness of the franchise again because more cons i've seen i've seen more judge dread costumes there has been an american non 2000 ad comic being released by idw for judge dread 2000 ad owns the rights but it's licensed through idw right so i i think there's at least enough of a base following to justify it we'll kind of have to see where it goes but I, i'm optimistic i'm hopeful yeah i'm pretty hopeful too i remember that year it came out the same time as the movie called the raid and the two films almost yeah. had the exact same plot line and yeah. maybe I have to go back and rewatch it because I, I thought about this as I watched it is that having seen the raid and seeing dread because the raid was basically the same plot but was just so much more high octane in yeah, terms it's... of its action and its flow and its yeah. in its cinematography it was, and it was also funny it was like the raid it, had yeah, some really really fun. funny moments and that just... dread just felt limp and I, yeah. I will not disagree that it was it stayed close to the source material and that was a good thing but I just I maybe I just want more energy out of it and it's been five years since I've seen the film, so maybe I, it's due another it, shot. Also, like, the thing that I remember the most from the 2012 Dread thing was a lot of the visual aspects of it. It, was, mm-hmm. it had a lot of slow-mo in it, mm-hmm. almost Zack Snyder use of slow-mo. <laughs> yeah. But it had a very similar, like, color palette to Punisher Warzone, where yes. it, it tried to give it a very, like, green hues and stuff like that in the background, give it more of a comic book feel. But, like, I don't really remember the movie. It didn't really stick with me. Yeah, I, I would agree there. The Raid, like you said, they are both very similar movies and i think the raid if you would have just turned one character into judge dread that would have probably been much better i remember watching it and being like oh i guess that was all the plot we're gonna get yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like we're just in a building with full of a bunch of criminals yep. at okay. the end <laughs> right yeah, that's, that's all we get need. to the top yeah we're done it's kind of like the plot to john wick you killed his dog he's gonna kill all of you that's all you need to hear we're done yeah, that's about it about it so <laughs> Speaking of the future, because we are now officially in the future, uh, Google has used a facial recognition AI to kind of track how often female actresses are seen and heard on the movies. And what they did is they took a hundred of the top grossing films from 2016, 15, and 14, and this is to say 300 films total, and ran them through this AI that recognized uh, female faces and voices and compiled how often they are seen and heard on screen. And as they found out, men are seen and heard nearly twice as often as women. Female on-screen time is about 36%, and their speaking time is about 35%, which is what I found fun. Did you guys take a look at this link? Because we could play a I, game. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, what a co-worker of mine told me about this. He's like, guess what genre has the most amount of female on-screen time? <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, romantic comedy. And he goes, no. And then immediately I'm like, well, then it's obviously horror. <laughs> right? And horror comes out on top of both female on-screen time uh, at plus 50%, at 53%, and speaking time about 47%. Now, and now I wonder fair, if, uh, if the AI is counting screaming. I don't know. I, I, would, uh, I, I would argue, though, that in horror films, females tend to be the lead more often. This is Correct. true. Yes. Yeah. And they basically, uh, there is pretty much parity between horror, romance, and comedy as far as speaking is concerned. 47, 45, 46, respectively. And on screen times, it was a little more disparaging uh, 53, 45, and 40, respectively. And then, kind of, what surprised me is how low drama was. And what didn't surprise me was how low action, sci fi, and crime were. Yeah. And then they. They went ahead and broke down uh, Academy Awards, which did surprise me. Of the Academy Award films, this is only 2015, so it might be a little skewed. Women made up 32% of on-screen time with 27% of the speaking time. So, has technology finally proved Hollywood, the bastion of, you know, liberal arts, truly has it proved us to us that, that it's sexist and we should all try and fix it? Or is this just kind of much to do I, about nothing? Andrew? I, was say, I, I mean, we've kind of talked about this in passing a few times. It's interesting to at least now have statistical data to look into. Sure. I mean, can we make a a conscious effort? Yes. Uh, but I mean, the reality is 
is, what will the market bear? Mm. Jeff, you kind of right. So this is all your fault, right? This is all my fault. I did this. This was me and me alone. No, um, I found it interesting, but in in a different way, because I was reminded of two stories, one from Max Landis and another one from Neil Druckmann, who is the writer and director of Last of Us and Uncharted 4. Mm -hmm. And Max Landis... Both video games, by the way, not movies. Right. I should say, he was going to write the Last of Us movie before that went into limbo. But he is a writer, so thank you for stepping on me on that one, you jerk. Now... (laughs) I'm the host, man. That's what I got to do. But what I found interesting was Max Landis, in this case, was talking about the whitewashing claims. He was talking about how the reason why you don't see this is because the numbers show that it isn't marketable. And that's kind of the first thing that popped in my head. I did like the fact that the article actually included the total box office performances of female-led movies, mm-hmm. and it was higher than males, which was interesting, I believe. It was it was like uh, $73 billion or something like that versus like 60-something. I don't think it was that high. I was looking at the numbers, roughly $90 million rounding up uh, for female-led films as an average, and about $76 million for male-led, which gives the female-led box office films about a 60, 16% earnings advantage over male-led films. Yeah. Now, the thing that I was going to note about Neil Druckmann as a writer was there was a story about when he was writing Uncharted 4. He had a character, I believe her name was Nadine in the game, and the character was originally a male, and he got asked, like, what, what would you do? Like, some girl, I think, I think it was a, an editor said, uh, why not just make it a woman? And he kind of thought to himself and just went, oh, yeah, sure. Changed her gender, and then that was it. Like he didn't I don't, like he just made her made the character female and it works. It works very, very well. And I think there's a misunderstanding when it comes to writers that they go, oh, where well, they are intentionally keeping women out of movies. When I think the truth is we just don't think about it. Well, it's funny. I was thinking the guys who wrote Alien, Dan O'Bannon and Ron Chassette had talked about when they were writing it that they didn't really assign genders to pretty much any of the characters for a long time. Yeah, like, they all pretty much had yeah. gender neutral names. Yeah, and they're like, I don't care. Mm. It, does, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like a good writer, it doesn't really, it shouldn't matter. The gender shouldn't apply to the story. The fact that the person is a woman should not hold as much weight as any other character. You know what I mean? Sure. And I found it interesting that they only picked like the top grossing movies of like the past few years. I'm curious to see like just the number of movies that were released that right. had females. I don't care. It's like top grossing is different. That is a much different argument. Correct. Or Oscar you know, winning. You're now, you keep narrowing the field down, especially yeah. when you only look at, let's say Oscar winners of 2015. Right. Cause when you do that, you're actually just, uh, you're looking at say, you know, the top performers and stuff like that. But the big one for me is when you only look at the top grossing movies, you're basically looking at the movie that was able to market itself best right so that's kind of where i'm getting at i want to know what the numbers are for the actual like number of movies that were released in the past few years which one had the highest number you know which was higher female or male Mm. yeah i'd also be kind of curious to to expand that beyond just the last few years to see how things have changed one way or the other over the you know since i mean even we can go way back but i mean even since like the 1960s or 70s especially i think the 70s would be interesting sure 70s would be fascinating so speaking of getting more women in movies Let's talk about the casting of two men. Uh, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is going to be joining the Jurassic World 2 cast. Oh, see, one of the reasons why I brought Jeff on here is to help me pronounce directors' names. Colin Trevorrow, is that how you say it? Yeah, you got it. And so he's, he sent out a tweet showing the uh, Ian Malcolm chair recently. Interesting kind of uh, karma that happens with the show is we had talked about Guillermo del Toro's tweet that Hellboy was finished. To quote him, Hellboy 3 started to report spoke with all parties, must report that 100% the sequel will not happen and that is be the final thing about it. Come to find out, there will be a new Hellboy reboot and the sheriff from Stranger Things is going to be Hellboy. And uh, the people who are putting it together say that we are going to get, quote, a darker, more gruesome version of Hellboy, walking the razor's edge between horror and comic book movie, which is an interesting statement because I always thought comic books were just what it was based on. I didn't know comic books were really had a genre convention but that maybe that's something to explore. So, Jeff, I remember you were not happy about Jurassic World when it was coming out, and I told you nope. it'll be good so long as there was people eaten, and there yeah. was. 
Yeah, and, there was. It and was fun. <laughs> so are we gonna have we're we gonna have more fun with more people eating and a little bit of Jeff Goldblum doing '90s references? And what is your take on the resurrection of Hellboy? Okay. Uh, as for the Jurassic World thing, I don't care. It looks dumb, and I just don't care. And you're like, yeah, but there'll just, just be people eating. It'll be fine. I went and saw the movie and came out of it going, that was dumb, but yes, there was people eating. I love dinosaurs just as much as the next guy. I do not give a shit about <laughs> Jurassic World 2. I love Jeff Goldblum to death. He is fantastic, but I don't care. I just don't. As for the Hellboy thing, I remember you telling me a story about when you went to go see Hellboy 2. You said one of your friend came out of it and still looked directly at you and was just like, I didn't I didn't ask for this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is how I feel about this. I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. The only reason we're getting this is because of Logan and Deadpool. The recent kind of like raid our box office hits. That's the only reason we're going to get like this. I love the idea of, you know, this sort of like Eldritch style horror film, but if it's going to take place with Hellboy, that means it's going to have none of the existential horror and it's just going to be about monsters. And I don't know, could be fun. I don't really care. Uh, so Jeff Goldblum, I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get to see Jeff Goldblum get eaten. <laughs> oh I, I my God, I love it. I don't like, I don't, I don't hundred percent want that, but if it happens, I'm going to start clapping. Yeah. Like I'll enjoy it. Especially like, you know, all, all the crap he survived in the other movies. He, he made it enough, long enough that he didn't have to do Jurassic Park three. So good for him. If he dies, I want, he has to go out the way Sam Jackson did in deep blue sea. It's just gotta be like completely random and anticlimactic. Oh, but, I want him. I, I want him to go the way the lawyer went just unceremonious. <laughs> I want everyone in the audience just to be pissed off. That's, <laughs> that's how I want him to die. But he has to he has to give us copious amounts of uh, life will find a way, chaos theory, and uh, lots of... Uh, faster, theory, faster, theory. must go faster. Yeah, must go faster, and there you go. There you go. <laughs> there, there you go. There and you then go. he needs to die right there. I think I agree with both of you. Look, I am not going to defend Jurassic World. Jeff is fond of saying that, you know, when a movie makes a certain amount of money, our opinion doesn't matter about it. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And that movie made like a billion dollars so what i say about it doesn't matter but it did give me the, the two things i wanted was dinosaurs and dinosaurs eating people and i was fine with it of course it's dumb i mean yeah. it was like it's super it's stupid <laughs> but but man did it give me what i was looking for and hellboy right this has been an ongoing joke i've had with my friend rich for close to a decade and a half since the first hellboy and or when hellboy 2 came out it was like who asked for hellboy 2 and we went around that theater going did you ask for hellboy 2 did you ask for this no one no one wanted this and and, you know, me personally, I'm just kind of glad Del Toro is not doing it. I'm just, I find him as an overrated director. I don't know where it comes from. His his appeal can be like a doctor's dissertation. I'd love to have it explained to me. But you know what? I am willing to give this new one. It's going to be called Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen from Millennium Film. I will give it a chance just because Del Toro has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I enjoy Hellboy quite a bit. I liked both of the movies. I mean, they weren't like amazing, but I enjoyed them. Yeah. That's true. They were like, they weren't bad films. They were yeah, like, they, oh, that was okay. Especially every once in a while, I dip back into Hellboy 1. Not so much Hellboy 2. I haven't seen Hellboy 2 in like four or five years, but Hellboy 1, I think i watched about like four months ago with my son right i it's still like fun. it yeah yeah it's I, like what it's ron perlman that's he's the best <laughs> yeah hopefully you know mignol i think will be involved a fair amount and i like what he you know what he did with hellboy in general so i'm at least excited we'll see you know what develops from here because it could go greater it could you know terrible plane crash people dying kind of terror it, uh, it could very well. so speaking of terrible plane crash people dying uh johnny depp uh, <laughs> hollywood reporter has a fantastic article out about johnny depp it is called johnny depp a star in crisis and the insane story of his missing millions now it's a fairly in-depth article so we're not going to go yeah. into it at any serious length i really don't want to spend too much time on it because suffice it to say johnny depp is a crazy person who had millions of dollars and has blown it all in what is basically going through a nick cage like broke phase where yeah, he it's is, really uh, fascinating he's blown over a billion and a half or a half a billion dollars uh, estimated about 650 million dollars and then his counter suing 
suing for people trying to bring him back to reality or suing them for trying to bring him back to reality. Depp kind of had a very public PR fall from grace in 2015 over bringing dogs to Australia and girl punching. And yeah. the hope is that, you know, his new movie, his Pirates 5, is coming out very soon, which we'll talk about in a minute. And Disney is banking on this not chasing him. This is an expensive movie. Oh, yeah, there it is. A $230 million budget tentpole. What does that uh, come out? Uh, not next oh, weekend, but the weekend after. It is on the 26th of May. So, so, so Memorial Day weekend. Th they put a lot on that one. What I like the best is that they quote him in a Wall Street Journal uh, journal interview saying it's my money if I want to buy 15,000 cotton balls a day, it's my thing. So That's pretty funny. I think the consensus <laughs> is Johnny Depp, kind of a dick and bad with yeah. money. Welcome to the world of Wesley Snipes and Nicolas Cage. You know who I was actually thinking about reading reading this article just because of how weird he was being? Michael Jackson. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That would yeah. actually be pretty interesting. I mean, I don't yeah. know how Michael Jackson pissed through money. I mean, I know towards the end it was a little little rough, but like... I, I think I mean, that was lawyer fees, though. Yeah, yeah well... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, Michael Jackson just did... He did some weird stuff and just reading some of the things like Johnny Depp was spending money on I was like man that's just that's who this feels like I find it fascinating only because I really do not approve of women punching but the good <laughs> The, Ooh, this is, the, this is a good opener. The, oh, I love how this the starts. The best part about him punching his wife easily was the fact that we could stop giving a shit about Johnny Depp. <laughs> I, I have been waiting so long for him to punch a woman. It made me so happy. Like, it was like Amber Heard got punched. I was like, I don't really know who that is. Okay, so so no emotional attachment. It's just a lady. Not, she was it's in, not like he hit Rihanna. It's not like No, like he punched that chick and never backed down or whatever. <laughs> When he punched her, I was like, thank God we can stop caring about him, because I've been waiting for years to hate on this motherfucker in public. Yeah, his appeal has surprised me as of late. I, I got it when it around, like, the, the first Pirates movie. Sure. Yeah. I got it around then. I didn't get it around Edward Scissorhands. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't really understand it. I, I, was, I guess it was like, because he was, like, still on 21 Jump Street, and then he kind of made this weird bounce into movies. Like, he, what was that? Benny and June, or whatever, I yeah. think it was called. And then he did Edward and all these other sort of movies. What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which I hate. I did like Ed Wood, though. Ed, I do. I love Ed Wood, though, because it's about Ed Wood. Right. But, like, <laughs> he, his his track record has not been good. They go through it in the article. Mordecai, uh, The Lone Ranger, and something uh, else. Uh, mm, I kind of like Lone Ranger. Yeah, well, your opinion's not important right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. No, no. We, we determined if a money if a movie makes money is not important. That movie didn't make shit. No, that's true. Yeah. True. Like, I, uh, I actually enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. I like Gord Verbinski a lot. I feel like that movie got dealt a bad hand by... <laughs> picking uh what's his name army hammer yeah i don't want I mean, he's like why, why would you why would you pick an actor named after baking soap <laughs> he's literally the worst like, <laughs> if you took a picture of just the word the worst it's his face <laughs> like his face contorted his, contorts to his face yeah i can, ugh, can't stand it so, it is summer movie time, and Andrew and I, last year, we did a summer movie preview. I think we kind of did, like, a summer movie comic book preview, but I figured this year we'll do a kind of all-encompassing summer movie blockbuster. What what do we want to see? What are we interested in seeing? And how kind of dim prospects look for this summer's movies? That's just my opinion. Looking over these films, <laughs> I could be wrong. So, we're in May. Guardians of the Galaxy is out, and we've already established that no one gives a crap about King Arthur, and no one's going to give much of a crap of what's coming out next but the next kind of big movie is alien covenant now Which i have not been looking forward i've to this. seen you've already seen it i've already seen it how'd you squeeze that i one saw out? it i saw it like a week ago i got pre oh, like a preview screening yeah i got a preview screening for it Ooh, okay hold nice. on to that so uh i am cautiously pessimistic about this movie mm -hmm. andrew how you are uh, if for anyone listening to the podcast a well-known fan of the franchise so i'm actually really curious to what you think kind of uh put putting it to paper right now getting it on the record, mark the tape. What All right, think? so I was kind of lukewarm on Prometheus. Mm -hmm. It had good parts, it had bad parts. You know, we got to see the space jockey and whatnot, fine. Um, but I think this has potential. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm optimistic. I'm certainly more optimistic than you are. And that's kind of just a life philosophy thing there. But I really enjoy Ridley Scott. I think Ridley Scott can do a lot of good things with aliens. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I don't think this is going to be like the, you know, a revival of the franchise or anything. I just, I don't think it's going to be a downhill slide. Also, I mean, with the alien franchise the bar is set so low with alien 3 i'd have to dig a couple of miles down to even find it mariana's trench might not be deep enough <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Jeff, without spoiling it too much, since this is just supposed to be a preview show, you fucker, mm-hmm. at least who do you think has at least the best gut instinct here? Should we be pessimistic, optimistic going into this? How? Where do you fall? I would say go it. It really depends. If you're going in wanting what you got from Prometheus, you're not going to be satisfied. You'll get you'll get some of it. If you go in wanting what you got from Alien, you don't really get it either. It's it's sort of like an amalgamation of both what Prometheus had to offer, which was more of a like a less slow burning candle. Uh, like Alien was very slow. It, it the original we're time. talking about. Yeah, the yeah. original Alien, very slow, very very slow burn. It built tension beautifully, and t- in my opinion, never satisfied whenever you go towards this one i would argue think of this one more as aliens and not alien ah. it's and uh, there's really good performances in it but this is this is this is really what it is ridley scott needs to stop writing his own movies he's not good at it i wish he'd stop i don't know if he wrote this one to be honest I but i it, it feels much like kingdom of heaven in that oh. in that sense in terms of dialogue really good standout performances from danny mcbride which was a huge surprise to me he's really good in the movie just for clarity's sake scott is not listed as any of the screenplay guys if that's the case then let me say this before the actual monsters show up it's very very awkward they're trying to lean heavily more heavily into like the sexual aspect of alien because alien was a very sexual movie when you really think about it oh yeah the, yeah the monster sticking it you know planting it in your stomach by wrapping its face for like it wrapping around your face and sticking a thing down your throat it's very rapish this one kind it kind of leans more heavily into that there's a lot more sexual imagery in it but it doesn't it never really hits a, a good point for me that I could say it's better than Prometheus. And I love, I really like Prometheus. So okay. I, I do like Alien Covenant, but I will, okay. concede, I will concede that it does not have everything I wanted. So, All right. so at least according to IMDb, Scott's only written three things, and two of them were the Alien Covenant shorts. I thought he did the writing for uh, Kingdom of Heaven and The Martian. Maybe not screenplay, but probably uh, worked on the script. Because script and screenplay are different. Right. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll sort that out. Yeah, we'll sort that. We'll sort that out later. So next, the final weekend of May brings us the aforementioned Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And a movie I'm kind of interested in seeing, Baywatch? Because this looks like it could be fun. And I like The Rock. I love The Rock so much. He's got a lot of good, got great comedic timing, and apparently he will be our next president if you've been following the news lately. I'll vote Uh, for him. I don't even care his policy. (laughs) So I have been checked out of Pirates of the Caribbean since the first film, and it's directed by two guys you've never heard of. But Baywatch, like The Rock, I could live with Zac Efron, and it seems to be self-aware, at least from the trailers. So, Jeff, what do you think of these two? Rounding out May. When it comes to Pirates of the Caribbean, I stopped caring about Pirates of the Caribbean right around the second movie. To be specific, the ending of the second movie, where I realized, oh, this entire movie was a rising action. There's no climax, there's no big event. Like, the big, their their version of a climax is their ending. And it basically, like, the entire existence of Pirates of the Caribbean 2 was to set up Pirates of the Caribbean 3. I find that terrible writing and just a bad decision in general. And then they said they were going to make the, the, was it the fourth one? I can't remember what it was called, but it had Ian McShane as uh, Blackbeard. Right. I didn't care about that either. It had Penelope Cruz in it, so I was probably going to watch I, I think I watched it only for her because she's Got the it. prettiest. Got <laughs> best looking woman with a mustache, to tell you that much. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but as for this one, I just don't, again, I don't care. Yep. I, 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 don't, I don't like the Jack Sparrow character. I don't really find the appeal in it. I do love Javier uh, Bardem, Mm -hmm. but I don't... I'm tired of seeing him play a villain. I want to see him kind of do something other than just be like the James Bond type villain. You know what I mean? Sure. This, yeah, like, I, I'm tired of seeing that sort type of crap out of him. I don't I don't want No Country for Old Men, Skyfall, anything like that. I would like him just to go be like he was in the movie Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I don't... Oh, you, you want him crippled. That's what you want. Yeah, it's, I want him emotionally, physically crippled. <laughs> if he could do a movie in a coma, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, would... what, do you, what do you think? So I'm looking forward to Baywatch. I mean, they, I think it's just going to be really funny. You know, overall, it's probably not generally my type of movie, just not my sense of humor, but it does look really funny. Also, Alexandra Daddario. Oh, was, my God. Oh, holy crap. That is a that is a good-looking woman. Yeah. True Detective. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you ever type in just true detective i'm pretty and then go to google image search i guarantee you she's the only thing that pops up (laughs) she's the only thing i care that pops up 
<laughs> yeah, I guess I guess the consensus is really no love for the Pirates of the Caribbean movie because no. it's like really we, we did Baywatch. I don't even care about Alexander Daddario. I don't care about Zac Efron. Just the fact that The Rock is in something, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm no, I, and I agree. I, I think he's shown himself to be really quite a star. He had like a, a, a lull. lull right after his kid was born. Well, he was, and he was pulling point, an Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he was. And he, he tried to justify it one time in an interview with Jim Rome, and someone like slapped the shit out of him because he's he's really on a streak as far as I'm concerned. He's just so much fun. He reminds me of like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the sense of he's not a great actor, but he's just so he's charming, he's funny, <laughs> and, and you just want to watch him. Yeah, I don't I like I I never want to see a movie where he's the bad guy because if he was the bad guy, I would just think he's the good guy. <laughs> My only hope for Pirates is that it tells Disney to stop making the goddamn movies. Oh god, who knows. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So, going into June, starting off June 2nd, Wonder Woman movie brought to you by our friends over at Warner Brothers and the brainchild, I guess, of the, we call this the Zack Snyder Project of comic book movies. Uh, it's directed by Patty Jenkins, who gave us the 2003 movie Monster. That was the one where Charlize Theron maxed it with Christina Ricci and kills yeah. a bunch of people. But mm -hmm. she's really only been doing, like, television since then. So they gave her Wonder Woman. There's been a little controversy about how it's been marketed and about Wonder Woman's armpit hair. But <laughs> I'm actually kind of optimistic because I think Gal Gadot is literally a god I believe that to be true, and I will worship yeah. her. But again, cautiously optimistic about this one, Andrew? So at least when it comes to the marketing stuff you're talking about, I, was, I cannot remember where I came across this article the other day. But actually, it's, it actually has a higher marketing budget, apparently, than Suicide Squad. But they're targeting it to their audience this time, instead of just shotgunning the shit out of it. Oh, okay. Which is probably why we're not seeing... We are not necessarily the target audience. If you like watch like Supergirl episodes on television, you probably see a lot of Wonder Woman ads because that's one of the targets. Got it. Uh, I, I watch Supergirl. I like it, but I, I don't watch it on television. I, I get it on Amazon. Sure. I'm excited for it. I, I mean, my only kind of hesitation is just like the the World War One time period. Strange. Strange, strange. Yeah, odd choice for that one. But aside from that, I'm I'm excited. I think you know Wonder Woman looks good. Gal Gadot looks good. I enjoy Chris Pine, so I do as well. <laughs> we, we all enjoy him the way we enjoy wine, just in little sips. I'll I just love how it was said, like almost as if you were defending yourself before anyone. Even, like, accused <laughs> I was, I was, I was waiting for dude to just to go swinging. I like Chris Pine. He's fine. He's good. I like him as Kirk, and that was all I needed him for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this: he was pretty good at Into the Woods. He was. I had loved him in Into the Woods. I oh, hate that the, movie. The, the, agon the agony scene. Yeah, that's my uh, favorite play. <laughs> So, okay, but, so we will see Wonder Woman. Is that it? We, we will actually make the effort to see Wonder Woman? Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm actually really excited for it. I like the idea of the World War One setting. I, I will explain that more when we get towards a, uh, a certain movie that will be releasing oh. in August. <laughs> oh, okay. I, uh, it does have a tie-in there. Okay. But uh, I, do, I do like the idea of it being set in World War One. I. I love Gal Gadot. I think she's fantastic. I really liked her in Batman v Superman, the very little they had her in there. But yep. I really enjoyed her. I think she's got the look. I think she's gorgeous it's gonna be great all it has to be is Wonder Woman kicking someone in the dick and I'll love it <laughs> if you keep saying it it's true right yep <laughs> Truth it's, gonna it's gonna be great it's gonna be great so here's one movie coming up June 9th that I don't think any repetition will save it and that is the very perplexing mummy starring Tom Cruise with Russell Crowe just kind of appearing to walk onto a movie set and say, give me a job. Uh, the trailer, the new trailer for Mummy came out in front of Guardians, and I am still completely confused as to why this film was made and, and who will actually want to see this. Is this going to be... I didn't see is the this new trailer. Is good, or, or are we going to... Are we in store for another King Arthur flop? Well, I, I have an explanation as to why this movie's getting made. <laughs> I want to hear this Ooh, one. no, no, this okay. is good. So, do you remember when we started having Dracula, I, Frankenstein, Stein movies and all that other stuff come out? Yes. The Victor Frankenstein by Max Landis. Yeah, I remember those. Well, no, it wasn't even the Victor Frankenstein one by Max Landis. It was that one with, what's his name? Aaron Eckhart. Oh, yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really, really, really bad and Tracy really likes. <laughs> and then there was like Dracula Untold with Luke Evans. Yes. Uh, the reason why these movies are getting made is because they, they are attempting to create an Avenger-style movie with oh, no. all of the old Universal characters. God. And that's why this whole thing happened. But every single movie they've released in that sort of genre has bombed right. every time. Now, they are remaking The Mummy, but whereas the original The Mummy, the Brandon Fraser one, was a remake of the original Boris Karloff right. Universal Mummy monster movie, which, by the way, the original one is still absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, like, Those 
the I, early Universal movies are really great. So you, the, oh do my. yourselves a favor and watch those if you get a chance. Yeah. And they are trying to create like a team-up movie mm. for this. Now, with this story in particular, I don't get it. No. I mean, really, it felt like Tom Cruise was just kind of like, uh, I'm almost 60. Can y'all just <laughs> like, shoehorn me into something where I get to just jump out of airplanes? Like He loves it, those. Air, he loves to like airplanes. Oh, my God. I, I'm pretty, I think he wants to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and he's really just hoping it goes by accident in a stunt. Sure. Well, it, it, it's either that or he needs the cash to get what reach whatever Thetan level is next. (laughs) It's probably because Katie Holmes won't let him see his daughter till he pays her money. (laughs) Andrew, so Jeff brings up a good point. Now, the the, the I, Frankenstein, and the Dracula Untold really didn't have much in the way of star power, so everyone forgot about him. It looks like Universal is actually now making effort. Do you think it's going to pay off? Pay off? Fuck no. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'll probably go see it just because I'm confused and I'd like an answer. And and (laughs) maybe I'll walk out more confused, but I'm probably more likely to enjoy watching Brendan Fraser yet again. I mean, I actually enjoyed the the other Mummy movies of Brendan Fraser. They're not good, but like Brendan Fraser's kind of fun to watch on screen because he's just yeah, like they're, they're he's kind of fun. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day and just realizing like how disappointed I am that Brendan Fraser has gone basically nowhere. Right. Just because I enjoy watching him on screen. He, he's had it rough. He's yeah, been th- he's been through a lot as of late. I wonder like his career is he just made a few bad choices that kind of flopped or is he just difficult to work with or I don't know well, but... from from my understanding of is around the time that the Lo- do you remember Looney Tunes back in action directed by Joe Dante I, I Va- vaguely Yes. Yeah, it was him. It was her name? Jenna Elfman. Yep. Steve, Steve Martin. The wrestler Bill Goldberg. <laughs> it was a very weird cast. I watch it with my son about like once a week because he loves that movie. <laughs> but but the, the thing to note about it is that it was really Brendan Fraser's last big movie. I think the next big one that happened after that was the third Mummy movie, which didn't even have like Rachel Weisz or any or any of the, the original people tagged onto it. And and then he went through a really rough divorce, apparently. Oh. And yeah, and then he stopped showing up. He just stopped being in movies. He did a couple really bad, like direct to DVD, like comedies. He also sure had the a cameo video about why he's not around. He also had the yeah. cameo, the, the really tiny role in GI Joe. Oh yeah, oh. like that was like that, that I was, was like literally the last Rich. thing I had seen him in, and I was just like, what? Where did Brendan Fraser go? <laughs> yeah, there was there the director's name for that. Richard Somner. Somner. He's the guy who directed the original Mummy movies. That. The original oh, Summers, original. yeah. Chris oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's. I thought it was like Rich Summers or something like that. This is the guy who did the Van Helsing movie a couple years ago with the same guy, which right? I love. <laughs> All right, I'm disconnecting him. I know. <laughs> I... Well, Jeff, it was you, nice Jack. to meet you. Yeah. So uh, the other, other than the Mummy, I've heard rumors about this movie called It Comes at Night. I haven't really done much on it, but. Yes. I heard good things about it, so maybe this might be a sleeper movie we want to see. That's a non-blockbuster. It's it's made by that A2A studio, I believe. Right. They're the they're the ones who released the India's fuck movies, as I've been calling them. It's a, it stars my boy Joel Edgerton, who you who you absolutely loved in The Gift, if I remember correctly. Oh, I just love <laughs> love him so much. He is oh. the worst Australian on the planet. I can't stand him as an actor, but every time I see him, I'm just like, I'm so glad he's got work. Yeah, <laughs> he's strange in the face, but he's, I, that's just be, he's one better movie. than Sam Worth. Yes, that well, yeah. But I, I will say this: that, that was a movie that I was told to keep an eye out on. So for our listeners uh, who don't want to see the Mummy, try uh, hunt that one down. That might be worth seeing. Uh, later in the month, Cars Three and All Eyes on Me, and then we get another shark movie. Now there's an article out that's lamenting uh, the end of the golden age of Pixar, and Cars Two was kind of their first critical dud, and they've had a couple problems box office wise is the good dinosaur went nowhere and was a bit of a disaster of production so yeah Cars that's three, what i was getting yeah. at with hey, that. Speak, Cars, speaking of army hammer oh yeah, yeah who, who is <laughs> in cars three all eyes on me looks like it's trying to tap into the success of straight out of compton, straight out of compton. so it, was, it remains to be seen if we get another straight out of compton or we wind up with another notorious i learned recently that my friend rich did not see straight out of compton which surprised me because i thought it was mandatory for all northeast white liberals to see that movie <laughs> uh, and then we get another shark movie 48 meters down really nothing to mention about this one other than that mandy moore fights sharks 47 uh, meters down which i'm suddenly starting I'm to wonder it. i'm certainly starting yeah. to wonder what's up with the number 47 i don't know 47, 47 meters, meters down, down 47 ronin 47. 
component. And then, of course, there's Rough Night with Scarlett Johansson. Not much to mention here other than Scarlett Johansson, who I just love. It's also got the girls from that Comedy Central show. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Uh, Kate uh, there's no point in me interjecting if I didn't have the name, so I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. A- any of these jump out at you? Which one do you think we want to see? I mean, all eyes on me looks kind of interesting. I could be good. I hope Cars 3 is less creepy and weird than Cars 2. Car- when Cars 2 went to the Japan thing, that got a little weird. Cars- and Cars 2 was weird for me because they had a death ray that was <laughs> killing people. Like, the cars <laughs> are the people in the movie. And there's just murder. And I'm going to see Cars 3 only because I have no choice. I have a six-year-old. That's happening. But I'm really, out of all of them, I'm only excited about Mandy Moore versus Sharks. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, because it's it's right up my alley. It's what I it's just a dumb movie that has sharks, which I love. Right. And and I love Mandy Moore because she's awful, but she's hot. So I want I want to see her suffer. <laughs> 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 so closing out June, if, we, if there's no other comments on it, is of course the, what are we on, the fourth or fifth Transformers fifth. now? This is the fifth Transformers where Anthony Hopkins desperately needs a kitchen, so he's going to give us some nice voiceovers. Oh, I didn't care about, I thought, why is this happening? <laughs> but, and and of course, uh, Frank Cullen seems to just be a complete whore for any time he gets to the Optimus Prime. I, I didn't see Transformers 4. I don't it know if I'm going to see this. It wasn't yeah. good. I mean, part, I, of me, I, part of me wants to see this just to watch this thing go down in explosions and flames and I, literal and figurative. Th- there was a thing with the last Transformers movie, Transformers 4, where there was a line in there that really made me mad as a writer. There's that moment, they're in this stupid bar, and they're sitting there talking, and it was, what was it? It was the, it was the guy and the girl, and then Marky Mark over there looking at him, and he goes like, she's underage, you oh, can't yes. date her. And then he goes, well, actually, because of the <laughs> Romeo and Juliet law in Texas, this is fine. What? Who? Why not just make her legal? That line <laughs> didn't need to exist. It was so, why does that movie exist? I'm sorry. I get so mad. From a writing aspect, that movie is just the worst thing to ever exist. Nice. And now we, now we get this new one, and I just, I want Michael Bay. I want Michael Bay to just be driving in his car and then like a motorcyclist cut him off and he quickly takes a sharp turn off a bridge. He doesn't die. He just falls in the water and has to swim back and it takes him too long to get to his next meeting to get a stupid Transformers movie and he misses that one. They just don't make another one. We can all agree that we're skipping that one, right? Or maybe uh, and might see it just for the disaster. Yeah, I will probably see it just to just to be horrified. Now, if you if you are not a masochist the way Andrew is, or you just don't want to break a precious electronics equipment the way Jeff is about to, might want to check out the Bad Bunch. This one stars a, a, a friend of the podcast, Jason Momoa. Not not really a friend, but we'd like him. Keanu Reeves and Jim Carrey and bunch of you know bunch of weird prosthetics and fake teeth about some sort of dystopian future set in Texas, probably right in Jeff's backyard, literally about a girl who has her arm and leg cut off and fights her way out of it in, um, the, in the great suburbia of Irving, Texas. <laughs> this just seems like really weird. Like I, I haven't it, heard anything about this, and I'm confused I, and and. I, I saw the trailer. Mentally a few weeks aroused, ago. I guess. I yeah, no- this this has a shout out. Seems to be a throwback to the '70s exploitation movies, and I'm okay with that all yeah. the time. Yeah, also I, I, just the cast. I'm, that's where I'm confused. I've never heard of what you're talking about. I like this is the first time I'm hearing about it. And as you describe the cast, all I could think was like, this sounds brilliant. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, movie, was, this yeah. movie shouldn't exist. I'm into it. Yeah, it- you should check out the trailer. It, it really is something. Keanu Reeves is like a cult leader, and Jason Momoa is a crazy person in the middle of the desert. Diego Luna's and, in it. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, Diego Luna. Oh, no. I, I, I'm oddly interested in this. I, I think this might be something. So the month the month rounds out with Despicable Me 3, uh, yeah. Baby Driver. We've talked about briefly. And, Baby Driver uh, I'm really excited about. And another uh, Amityville movie that I don't think, but believe we should, in solidarity with our fellow human beings, not see. I haven't seen any of the Despicable Me's. Jeff, you're probably going to see it because you're a dad. I am a dad. Uh, I actually, I think my son will be back in Virginia. Your your kid will not be old enough to see it, but are you going to prepare yourself with Despicable Me 3? Because you will probably have to see it at some point. At some point, um... 
I don't know. I liked the first You're, one. The second one was kind of lame. The Minions movie was disapp- as, as, disappointing yet funny at times. Yeah. I'll say this. As a father, here's my advice. Just show them to the kid because they are the ultimate distraction for children. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to watch it. Like, it's just walk away. I, think so. I, mean, the first, <laughs> I enjoyed the first one. The first one was really funny. No, the, the first one is very funny. The second one, I, 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 like, I don't really remember much about it. I do remember it getting, like, vaguely racist at some point. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a the main villain of the movie is like a luchador and he like owns yeah. a taco restaurant it gets gets a little weird um apparently trey parker is the villain in this one and that which almost I, got me interested in seeing it because it, I, I i'm I, glad I your trey parker is kind of doing other stuff than his own stuff you know well I, here's a, uh, so the, the movie had me up until the point where i where i found out that jeff carell was playing two characters and i'm like oh fuck this he's doing a mike myers you mean steve carell or steve carell yes. yes what i was gonna say was i had watched the first trailer and saw trey parker was gonna be in it and i was like oh that sounds really interesting he's gonna be a villain that's gonna be really cool and then the next trailer came out and it appears that the movie's not even gonna be about trey parker like at all i i'm don't i'm not interested in that <laughs> well nice uh, yeah, the, the steve carell playing two characters he's pulling a michael a mike myers with austin powers and i'm seriously no longer interested yeah i don't really <laughs> so baby driver andrew and i spoke about it briefly he's a little skeptical about it i am on the fence but i as my my party line with this movie is uh i will place my faith in edgar wright yeah directing and writing it jeff i'm curious what you think of it edgar wright to me is one of the greatest visual comedic directors in the like in the past like 20 years he's fantastic he like uh, he's does a really good job at being able to make i was a good way of saying it making humor show just through the scene as opposed to actually writing a joke he's a great buffer between like the seth rogan type of movie and, and you know a very visual comedic movie versus one that's told through dialogue and baby driver to me seems like it's gonna be very funny big over-the-top action that i feel like he cemented really well with scott pilgrim versus the world right and i i'm I'm very optimistic about it and i'm i love the cast i love john ham i i want to i want to rub his chest he's he's fantastic now now, andrew you were you were skeptical of this has your have you changed your tune a little bit or are you still kind of just based on that trailer because i will say the trailer's is not for everyone it's a little confusing i mean I, I wasn't confused by the trailer just that kind of i mean like i like edgar wright don't get me wrong but like that kind of movie just doesn't do like it just reminded me of like what was it like driver or like that just doesn't appeal to me right no I, and i get it i'm gonna give that one a shot i'm gonna give that one a shot so going into july we're now getting into the the, the height of the summer movie season july starts with Spider-Man Homecoming, which I I'm gonna see it, but I'm like I'll probably see it begrudgingly because I don't know how I feel about it. And later in the month, we're gonna get War for the Planet of the Apes, a franchise I have almost entirely ignored. And then uh, the month will round out with uh, a couple other movies. But let's let's tackle uh, War of the Planet of the Apes and Spider-Man. I'm I'm looking forward to Spider-Man. I mean, my my one issue is this is our third Spider-Man, you know, our, our third try at the Spider-Man franchise, and and really coming fairly quickly on the heels of one another so and like spider-man has never been like a big character for me but i like spider-man in captain america civil war and uh, i'm curious to see what marvel's gonna be able to do with the character now that it now that they've got the character back now jeff spider-man was one of the more successful non-marvel non-disney properties uh, at least the first three it's considered like the pinnacle of uh, superhero movies as well at least spider-man 2 sure but it it had a dud the 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 two follow-ups and now marvel writers and 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 the disney machine get a hold of it Mm -hmm. are you what do you are we going what do you think i remember telling you a while back that i wanted to write an article called uh, why spider-man is the greatest superhero despite my best intentions (laughs) (laughs) i i love the character of spider-man Spider-Man. He's not my favorite hero, but in my opinion, Spider-Man is the greatest superhero of all time in terms of appeal, uh, effects on pop culture, most memorable, you know, those sort of things. In terms of this movie, I am excited, but I... uh... I, I'm probably going to go see it at my dollar theater. Right. I'm very apprehensive about it because, like you said, this is like this is the third time this has been done. And th- like I, Trevor, I can't remember his name. Trevor from the Wise Kids, you know, he he made a tweet one time around the time Amazing Spider-Man was announced, where he said, "This isn't your slightly older brother, Spider-Man." <laughs> <laughs> right. And I feel like that basically sums this one up. 
I'm not too stoked on it. I love I love Michael Keaton despite uh, past things <laughs> that I won't get into. But I, I I I like Michael Keaton a lot. I like Tom Holland as Spider Man. I'm just I don't really Marissa, care. Marissa Tomei is in it, and oh, she's and, so pretty. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to get millions of dollars for about ten minutes of work. Yeah. What more can you say? Now he's living the dream. Now, uh, Andrew, as far as Planet of the Apes, are you into this franchise? Because I have missed it completely. No, nope, I'm with you. Okay. The, the, the first, I'm the first skip film. This one because I'm not, not, I don't know anything about. The it. first one didn't appeal to me, and I didn't, I haven't jumped on it since. Jeff, uh, any, any feelings on this one? I, I liked both of them. I thought they were both pretty decent. I don't. The, I would say that the second one is much better than the first one okay. because the first one you get to see everything you wanted to see in the first movie. I didn't want to see an origin movie. I wanted to actually see the apes doing doing their shit. You know, doing ape shit. Going yeah, ape shit yeah, while doing ape like, shit. The second one is like, it's like apes versus uh, Gary Oldman. It, like, I'm into it. And, and now uh, we get apes versus Woody Harrelson. Of which I'm even more into. <laughs> You're going to pick one of the most over-the-top actors, Gary Oldman, and then replace him with the most over-the-top actor who's been I'm, proven to be like the greatest supporting actor of all time. I was just going to say that. I really yeah. have a, I, I don't know if I mentioned it to you or maybe we've- You have mentioned it to me before in the yeah, past, yes. That this is, I agree that Woody Harrelson is- Probably his generation's greatest supporting actor. And so. and, and Andy Serkis is one of the greatest actors you're not allowed to see. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm excited about it. Uh, so I, I'm really, you know, I like them. They're good. So uh, that brings us to uh, the 21st of July will bring us the movie I'm waiting for with the most anticipation. That is Dunkirk, directed by Christopher Nolan. We'll get Tom Hardy and Cillian Murphy and, and uh, Kenneth Branagh somehow found some time to be put his smugness in front of of the screen. <laughs> and we're also going to get Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets directed really this is only worth mentioning because Luc Besson is directing it and I I will give Luc Besson the time of day any chance I yeah. get. I, I I'm, really, in the, I'm in the same boat. It does look really good. Really pretty. Visually looks good. And then the month is going to wrap up with Atomic Blonde which looks like Girl John Wick which I'm okay with. Yeah. So mm. uh, feelings on that one. Uh, let's start with Jeff. In terms of everything that's there Dunkirk Dunkirk has a thing with me. I love and hate Christopher Nolan. Mm. I, I love him because he's got a beautiful sense of symmetry. All of his movies are very stunning, beautiful to look at, but I am so angry because he casted that motherfucking Harry Styles from One Direction in this movie as oh. apparently a really big lead, a point, part in the movie. And I started to realize that this is going to be a movie about like, as soon as I heard this, I realized it's going to be a movie about the wasted youth in death, of, in like, in death in wartime. Uh -huh. That's what it's going to be about. I, I don't want to watch that movie again. I saw, oh. I've seen that movie so, so much. Interesting. And I, Andrew, now you and I are big history buffs. Dunkirk is a story that hasn't been told often in cinema. I'm I'm excited to see this. What do you think? Yeah, I'm also excited. I'm a little hit and miss on Cillian Murphy. Sometimes he's really good, sometimes he's not. So I think I think, you know, putting him kind of front and center in the movie is iffy. I mean, Tom Hardy's pretty good and Branagh's I like Branagh despite what Rocco says. Sure. We're just throwing him in there just so Rocco gets mad. Yeah, which is fine. I'll I'll, I'll troll him for the next 6 months. It's cool. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. I'm excited to see it. And uh, now Valeria are we, we pumped about that one, Andrew? I am. Uh, I'm I mean, getting I mean, more pumped. I, I, at first I was like, no, but now I'm, I'm kind of into it. I, I'm also, I mean, I think you should also check out the source material because it is kind of the proto heavy yeah. metal stuff. Right. Like it comes, it, it starts coming out before heavy metal magazine uh, premieres in France. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say on it outside of I'm going to see it. Right. I, like, I really like Luke Besson. It's got uh, Dane DeHaan in it, who I don't like at all. And it's got that, it's got a uh, sexy hips girl from the uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, Clara Delavan. And I don't like her either or her dumb eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I want to see the movie because I, I, I've loved almost everything Luke Besson has done. Maybe not yep. for the, the right, for the right reasons, but I have enjoyed them for the most part. Yeah. And, and if there's one guy I trust with making a movie, movie like this it's Luke because yeah. of his, his previous works now atomic blonde like i said earlier looks like a john wick girl version and i'm okay with all of that i like charlie Theron. she's hit or miss for me but I'll, I'll give her this one i'm into it but i'm i'm more into it because i really like james mcavoy the movie's being sort of pitched like a comic book movie and i don't really like that because as far as i know it's not based off any comic book properties as far as i know i don't know either Andrew. and like i don't think so 
it, it's being advertised like it is, and I'm tired yeah. of comic book movies. I'm, so, I'm, just, I'm, I'm done with them. I, I don't want to see a movie that's comic book-like. I watched the trailer. I thought it was kind of, it was sexy. It was energetic. It was big, brash, into it. It's got James McAvoy. I'll, I love that dude no matter what he's in. He was Mr. Tomnus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to see it. I don't know if I'll stick with it. Like that Andrew, same what do you thing. think? I mean, you and I both did the episode on John Wick 1 and 2. We both enjoyed John Wick 1 and 2. Yeah. This feels like a movie in the vein of John Wick 1 and 2. You on board like I am? Yeah, I'm, I'm at least going to check it out. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it. I, I Honestly, I walked into John Wick having no idea if I was going to enjoy it. So I'm going to make I'm, myself enjoy this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind problem? of... I don't want to say lukewarm, but I'm ambivalent to whether or not I'm going to like it, but I'm at least going to try. Yeah. I'm going to so, try, goddammit. Yeah, so the, the kind of the summer movie months or the summer movies really feel like they end as far as any kind of serious, like, let's go see it movie with the Dark Tower beginning of August, because scrolling down August, nothing else really seems all that interesting and i watched the trailer to dark tower i think it looks kind of dumb i mean you you bailed on on the dark tower comic series really early yeah like years ago so I don't i'll be know honest I, I... i'll be honest i never picked it up but yeah so i don't does anyone know who this director is I'm just lukewarm on Idris Elba from the start. I don't understand his. I, I, he, he's really well loved, and I'm. I, I get he's good, but I always found him a little hammy. Oh, I wanted. I wanted him to be Batman. Oh, yeah. Or you're I, one of those weirdos. I don't yeah. know about Batman. I, 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 I was game for Idris Elba as James Bond. I enjoy Idris Elba. I, I, I like Idris Elba. I, I really liked him in The Office. He's fantastic when he was in that. When he was in The Office, he's uh, he's done a lot of really sort of. He's done funny movies. He's done dumb movies. Very versatile. The main problem that I have with him is he does what almost every other like actor does in those types of roles, where he just kind of grumbles. <laughs> he, he, he starts to talk like this, and I'm I don't care. And I, I was happy to hear like the 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 prayer in the trailer that kind of made me happy but in terms of just just them making a dark tower movie i don't see a reason for it are i don't see are you familiar with the source material because i i, I would have you are i i would have I'm to not. dig up the first trade because that's as far as i got with it like i in terms of just dark tower i hate stephen king <laughs> <laughs> i i really don't like him i think he's overrated he did some good work but he's also done mostly crap and he's got a big catalog when it comes to the Dark Tower series, I'm on the side of that's crap. Okay. People find it interesting because it, it provides sort of that H.P. Lovecraft style open world, like all of his books now are connected, and uh, I think that's dumb. <laughs> and I'm not excited about this movie at all. Right. I like Idris Elba, I like Matthew McConaughey, but it seems to be going in the route of the outsider boy gets sucked into a portal and now he's gonna become a man. In a yeah, world. I've done this before. Yeah, right. I, don't, I just, I don't care about this dumbass kid <laughs> yeah, just, uh, we, we could me. we could probably cut together a trailer based on don pardo just voiceover clips yeah, yeah. that about it really sums it up yeah well i think that'll do it for the summer movies so we've got some that we really want to see but uh, final thoughts on this this looks like kind of a down year for summer movies well, there are a few, I, few, but I, 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 mm, I, think I still a have a thing gonna... on it. I still. Oh, that's right. It's, it, I, I didn't see. We'll, we'll, it, we'll, we'll, where does it come out? Uh, I, what, I believe it comes out in August. It looks like September. September eighth. September. 8th. September we'll, 8th. we'll give you. Yeah, we'll yeah, give yeah, you yeah, the right? no, yeah. You're a guest. We'll give you. We'll give you let, it, and we'll still get out of here. I've, okay, I've been talking. I've been talking with a writing friend of mine. He has written for some TV shows and stuff like that. Oh, we were having an art. Oh, speaking of Stephen King movies. Yeah, speaking of Stephen King movies. Now, good digression. I was speaking with a friend of mine who has written for TV shows and stuff like that. We were talking about it. Now, people are saying this one looks like it's going to be true to the actual source material, and people have been praising it for that. I have a bone to pick with people who try to stay close to the source material. I have a huge bone to pick with. I'm tired. Of because I feel like it's limiting as a writer and it limits the movie. And the reason I say this is because when I think of the, uh, to be specific, the Silent Hill movie, a lot of the people's complaints, it, this is going to be a little tangential, so I apologize for that. But the Silent Hill movie, a lot of people claimed if it would have stayed closer to the first game, it would have been better. But I argue that if it would have stayed closer to the first game, it would have been worse. I wanted to see somebody take the idea that was there and do something new, fresh, different. That's kind of what we get from movies. When you go see a comic book movie, you're not seeing an adaption of a comic book. You're seeing a character who, if from a comic, that they are representing on the screen and basically doing whatever the hell they want 
with it. And it, people have been saying, oh, well, it's going to follow closer to the comic book. Yeah, but there are uh, to the book. Yeah, but the clown wasn't in the book that often. And also, it's a terrible book. I know I never saw the original. Did you see the original? Are you into the book or, or I mean, anything on this one? I mean, to be, to I... be honest, I'm not a huge horror fan in general. So, like, I've seen very little Stephen King. I've read none. So, like, I didn't even know they were making an, like, an It remake until a bunch of my friends who are horror fans just started, like, going crazy about it. When did and, you get on the trailer? No. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, okay, I have no intention of seeing it. Have fun. Make, the, make whatever movie you want to make. Go go well, go! Do whatever. Here's the thing with it though: is the original TV miniseries is what it was. People act like it was a movie. It was like a three-hour-long event of just Stephen King bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> and it it wasn't good. It, it like in retrospect, it's not good. You have. Tim Curry, who's great, and I, it's going to be a shame because he's about to die soon. Maybe it's time. Mm. He, but he, he's it's, very it, sick. It, it's very sick. He was at Dallas Comic Con recently, and no one was even able to see him because he was he's so sick. And he's you know wheelchair bound. It's really sad. But whenever you watch that movie, he's not scary. He's not. Oh. There's a scene where he's standing in the back, spinning one of those like whirling, going, "Excuse me, do you have Prince Albert in a can? Then you better let him out." And he starts doing a stupid bullshit laugh and. The music is all carnival-like, and it's not scary. People act like it is the pinnacle of, like, TV miniseries horror. And I'm tired of that. The The original It TV show was not good. It wasn't. I, I, I'm going to take your word for that one. I, I was under the impression it was a movie, so I, I learned yeah, something there. It, it's, so. a TV, it's a TV miniseries, and it wasn't great. In retrospect, I will say. Maybe but, at the time it was. Yeah, what, do, but, do, you know, do you know when it was released? It I was like say late 80s. Yeah, I'm going to say early 90s. Okay. I want to say, like, 94, 95. Really? I yeah. feel like I would have remembered it if it came I, out. I, I, I can't, I, to be honest, I can't remember it that well. I do know that it had that one actor, that boy actor in it that everyone loved, and then he killed himself. What was his name? River Phoenix? No, the, he, he looks like River Phoenix. Uh, Corey, Corey Feldman. It was miniseries in the nine, in 1990. Name. He was also in that one movie where he dressed up as a girl and played on that soccer team, the Ladybugs, with... Uh, uh, Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis. He was on he, um, Sequest, wasn't he? Yes. yes, he was on Sequest. Yes, he was. He was when he talked, a talk to the dolphin. Yep. Yeah, but he's in that. So is Seth Green. Seth Green plays a character in that as well. Oh. And, and you know, as this new one got announced, I was kind of just like, oh, cool, you know, maybe we'll get something new and original. But the director's just like, well, I'm going to try and pay as much homage to the book and do everything the book does. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a book I've read. I hmm. want I want you to take something that's already been there and do something with it. If you want to tell the same story, tell it in a new, interesting way. I'm tired of adaption in the sense of, oh, like, oh my God, it was just just like the book that means it was a shitty movie because the writer <laughs> didn't do anything he just... yeah i mean we've said for a long time it's two it's two completely different mediums but i mean if you look at what we just went over we, we just get sequels and adaptations and remakes and that's that's kind of it and that, I, that I, is I, I, our summer i feel movie. like that's my burnout i'm that's yeah. that's why i'm done with a yeah. lot of these movie franchises i think that's a great way to end it we you know we have a very exasperated jeff davis thank you for joining us in our our summer movie preview yes, so for everyone here Thank at you. Therefore I Geek. I'm Dude. I'm Andrew. And you have been listening to Therefore I Geek.